What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Roundtable Sports Podcast. My name is Taylor McLean, and today we're going to take a look at the Cleveland Browns 27-25 victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's been a tough year for Jacksonville, obviously. You know, I don't think anybody expected them to come out and win the Super Bowl or anything, but I don't think anybody had one and 10 in mind either. Now for this year, certainly being one of the worst two teams in the league makes a certain amount of sense, but it's not something you're striving for as an NFL team. You know, people's jobs are on the line and nobody's trying to go out there and tank like they do in basketball. Hardly now I'm not saying the jets or the Jaguars really want to win another game this year, because like I said, there's a reason to be one of the top two picks But at the same time, you're just not doing that in the NFL and you don't want to create a losing attitude. It's really hard to come back from that. And you can can see that in a lot of the NBA rebuilds where, you know, the process just hasn't quite gotten there yet, despite getting two stars. You know, it just hasn't quite gotten there yet, although they may. Philly definitely has a new approach. And with Daryl Morey and Doc Rivers there, I think they could do something. But that's besides the point when we're talking about football. And the reason I say that you want to be one of the top two picks is because it's assumed that Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields will be in this draft. I like both of those quarterbacks as NFL prospects, and certainly they will be the top two picks of the draft, probably followed by the Oregon Ducks tackle prospect that seems to be pretty hot. I want to get access to college films this year so I can make videos and and do draft analysis too. So hopefully we're looking forward to that in the weeks to come once the football season is over and there's not as much game action to go over. But until then, we've got plenty of game action, including, like I was talking about, the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Cleveland Browns. Now let's go ahead from a, and look at the Cleveland Browns because they did win this game and they didn't make it look easy. I'll tell you that. But that's kind of part of playing the style that they play is that they're not going to go crazy up on teams a lot of the time because they're just not pushing the ball down the field as much. And I'm absolutely okay with that. Baker Mayfield's strength isn't really his deep ball. Now, he can throw the deep ball, and it gets there, absolutely. But he puts a lot of his body into the deep ball throws And when he's not squared up and he's having to drop back or whatever, he just doesn't have one of those arms where he can flick it, you know, 40, 50 yards like Josh and Patrick. It's just not quite the same thing. Now, I don't mean that disparagingly. It just is what it is. He has to put too much of his body into the throw, it seems like, and it's just a little less accurate, although it gets there. And with the way the Browns are set up, they absolutely need to keep going deep to back the defense off a bit so they're not seeing as many eight-man fronts as they're seeing. But it's not something they need to focus on. That's more of an icing on the cake thing. Baker is a ninja with the ball in the intermediate term. So 20 yards and in, that guy is putting it on people. He definitely has smarts when it comes to what kind of throws he's supposed to be making. And it absolutely wasn't perfect today. You know, he missed that one touchdown throw that I just exclaimed, like, what was that? Where was that? I mean, and then the other one that was really made me get out of my seat a little bit was the third down throw where, where he just overthrows Hunt and they you know have to go for it again. And they, it was just a couple of throws that I didn't like. 
But you know what? He makes good decisions with the ball. They're setting him up for success with the way they're running the ball and the way they've constructed the offense. And without Odell in there to kind of call for the ball down the field and really put Baker off as far as, you know, he should be distributing the ball because that's when he's best. I can't imagine that they bring Odell Beckham Jr. back this next year. Like, they have to trade him and try to get some value out of that because they'd sunk too much in already. There's no doubt about that. And it's just not a fit. With Baker not having the most accurate deep ball and Odell calling for it, it just disjoints the offense, especially when they want to run the ball the way they want to run the ball. And I get that you want to have talented receivers around him and as talented receivers as possible around Baker. Absolutely. I just don't think that Odell's a fit, and I got to think they trade him this offseason because, like I've said, they've done better without him, and the offense has looked better without him. Now, like I said, it's hard to say that about a receiver that I know is so talented. And Odell absolutely had a point that he was open down the field. He was absolutely getting separation down the field, but the throws just weren't there to the point where he could go up and challenge and go up and get it and use the skills that he has that are game-breaking type skills. So we'll, we'll see what they do and who they trade him to. I got to think that's in their plans. They haven't said anything to the like, and I'm not reporting anything. It just seems kind of telegraphed from here that I feel like they're probably going to ditch Odell and then play the style they're talking about playing right now because this is exactly what they want to do. They want to run the ball with success. They've built up the offensive line for that express purpose. Baker has the ability to work the intermediate term, get third downs, keep the offense going. I definitely like that. Probably not counting on him as a quarterback one in many leagues, or if any, probably a decent to sketchy quarterback two in a two quarterback league, only it's because of the volume. You know, the way they're running the ball, I mean, they ran the ball as much as they threw the ball today. So that's not a big time thing. That's not a big time recipe for fantasy success for a quarterback. So while I like the way that Baker throws the ball, and yeah, certainly there was some times, like I said, that I didn't, but I like overall how he's looked since everything happened. And I think maybe his ceiling might not be what we thought it was, you know, for him to be the number one overall pick, but I see what they were getting at, and I think if he can just continue to grow and maybe put a little extra onto that deep ball, I think he would, can be a big-time quarterback. I just don't know if he's going to be able to reach the heights like Patrick, like some of these other quarterbacks that have the bigger arms and that have a little bit more ease getting the ball down the field. Now, certainly he didn't have any problem getting the ball to Jarvis Landry, and I think Jarvis Landry-type receivers should be the mold for who Cleveland targets from now on for Baker. Certainly, you know, having somebody that's breaking off these routes, that's able to work within space that he's given. I love the way Jarvis works those different things. The only thing that's holding Jarvis back from a fantasy football standpoint is the volume. It's all about that passing volume. So when there's less volume, even when you are the number one receiver, that can lead to sparse times when Baker distributes the ball a little bit more cleanly to everybody else. You know, today, Jacksonville just didn't have anybody capable of working those spaces, and Jarvis was able to take advantage. Like I said, the only thing holding him back is the volume. You know, if a couple of things don't go his way, then that can lead to some lower days and kind of lead to a more volatile situation. 
but it is what it is. And certainly, like I said, I think that's the mold of who I would be looking to put around Baker guys like that guys that can run after the catch. Um, I'm thinking about like the Brandon Ayuk kind of, kind of pick that San Francisco made. I like those kind of players. I like to add those type of dimensions to an offense like that. Cause as Kevin Stefanski is here to stay, let's go ahead and get that clear right now. Cleveland has found a coach. So good on you on that. Certainly, you know, you're hoping that Baker kind of breaks out and continues to grow, but still you've got one of the pillars there. It's too bad that it took a year to get there, but at the same time, I got to think that you're pleased if you're a Browns fan at this point, that you have a coach in place, that you have a quarterback that's capable of moving the ball down the field. And then you've got all these different pieces to work with. And it'll be interesting to see what kind of contract Baker gets when it comes time. I mean, it's just all going to play into it. And I'm excited to see it for Cleveland because it's been a long time since you've had a direction to get behind. And I think you can get behind the, what's going on here with a, with a good amount of ease. And you know what? They've drafted well to, for a couple of years and they've made some good decisions. I'm just really impressed. It's very anti the way everything had gone beforehand. So it's exciting to see another franchise kind of break out of that and have interesting tape and film to watch and be an interesting team and be a problem. I mean, they can be a problem for people. Now, the issue for Cleveland also has been that they've been without Miles Garrett, who absolutely makes a huge difference for that defense. And then the other thing is they've also been missing Denzel Ward. That also is a really bad situation for them, missing their number one cornerback. So – that's, I think that's the reason the defense hasn't been quite as potent and getting Garrett back will be a problem for everybody else that has Cleveland in their playoff schedule. Uh, they did activate him de- today from the COVID list, so we'll see what he comes back like. Players coming back from COVID haven't automatically been themselves right off the bat, but we'll see. I think if anybody would be, you'd think it'd be Garrett. Now, outside of Jarvis Landry, I don't think there's anybody that I'm targeting because of the volume, like we talked about. I like the talent of some of the receivers and the, and the options that they have. I love the way their tight ends have been looking. I mean, certainly they overpaid for Austin Hooper a little bit, especially I think when you have some talent there in Harrison Bryan. But I don't think there's going to be a situation that I'm going to want to target outside of Jarvis Landry. And even Jarvis has a, has a little bit of the volume problem. So we just want to kind of shy away from the passing attack a bit and then really jump on the running attack because obviously that's the thing that is making this offense go and they are absolutely committed to that no doubt they're one of the most run heavy teams in the NFL it's what they want to do it's an identity that they've embraced and they have the personnel to do it to most teams especially with Nick Chubb in there Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt both have big-time NFL talent, and having them both allows them to really have this one-two punch where they can continue to run the ball, when it, whoever's in there, and both of them can catch, too. It was interesting to see Nick Chubb get three catches today, especially the one that iced the game. That was a big one on third and 13. So it was interesting to see that. And certainly they've recognized what everybody sees, that he is the dynamic part of their offense. He's the one giving them the chunk plays. You're so much more likely to score on a drive when you get a 20-yard or more play. It's outrageous. So having him be the dynamic part of this offense, along with Landry, along with Baker, hitting everybody and distributing the ball in the 20 or less yard area it's a problem and 
you know, with the defense playing well, it didn't, hasn't been as good recently, but when it's playing well and then they're able to run the ball like that, that's a big problem, especially when you run into them in the playoffs and you're not set up to take something like that on. That can be a big, big problem. So you want to be aware of that if you're going to play Cleveland from here on out. And like I said, having Garrett back, having Chubb and Hunt running the ball, that's a big problem. We'll see You know, if they're able to keep Baker upright and doing the things he does well. Are they able to keep running the ball like this? I want to see that going into the playoffs and see some teams have to deal with that. It's kind of the same thing that Tennessee has going on. It's just Tennessee kind of does it a little bit better and a little bit more dynamic. And especially with A.J. Brown in there, that kind of gives them that extra boost on the Tennessee side. But I like the way the Browns are doing it too. And Chubb, the thing about him is he's so strong. It's not just that for him. It's also his shiftiness and the way he moves. You're not really squaring him up very well. And when you're having to arm tackle him, And when he's able to drag you, like the way he is, being such a big man, that is an issue. And I want to give the Browns credit for investing in the line and doing the things they needed to do to get this put together because it hasn't been like this for some time for them. So I'm super excited for them. And I don't see any reason that Nick Chubb can't continue doing what he's doing. Now, he definitely kind of pushed out Kareem Hunt a bit from the touches today, and he certainly hasn't gotten less than 19 touches in any game since he's been back. So I, with Chubb get, having the talent and getting that kind of opportunity beti- behind a team that wants to run the ball, I'm all on board with that. You know, if this was a 90s situation and there was no Kareem Hunt, certainly Chubb would be in the top three running backs, no doubt. But with Kareem Hunt, it kind of takes a little bit off. He still gets carries. There's times where he gets the touchdowns. There's times where he's the passing down back for them. So you just have to be aware of that and bake that into the Nick Chubb price. And that's why you didn't have to draft him in the top five. That's why he was likely a late first round, early second round, maybe even later second round pick for most people because of this split. But in a real life situation, the Browns, couldn't ask for more they've extended Kareem Hunt Nick Chubb's still on his rookie contract so they've got it all set and they can spend money on the line and do all those other things so that's why I was so interested to see what Baker's contract was going to be when it happens because how is that going to play out is he going to get 30 million dollars I just don't know questionable I'm not questioning their decision trust at this point and it seems like they've got faith in Kevin Stefanski so I think they can continue doing what they're doing So Nick Chubb, lock him in, play him every week, running back number one. There may be some volatility there. You know, I'm not absolutely sold on how Cleveland's going to be all the time, but I know what they want to do, and they want to use Nick Chubb, and I believe they will continue to do so, and he looks healthy. So no reason to stop riding the train now. And for Kareem Hunt, you know, like I said, he gets some of it and there's going to be times where he's more usable than this. I'm hoping that he's my flex, if anything. And really the only thing keeping him in the mix is that Cleveland really, really, really wants to run the ball and they do it successfully a lot of the time. So it does keep him in the mix a little bit, but you got to realize that he's probably going to be a little bit more vulnerable now that Nick Chubb's back, obviously, and that they have realized that they need to feature Nick Chubb more to really get themselves to where they want to be. So let's move over to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like I said earlier, I don't think that anybody in Jacksonville really had this planned. But now that we're here, I love the way that the plan is going. You know, 
it's a great year to have a top two pick and they have really separated themselves. Uh, they being the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York jets from the rest of the pack, as far as having a shot at those top two picks. And while Trevor Lawrence is definitely the better prospect, I don't see anything wrong with Justin Fields in today's game. I haven't gotten a chance to really watch a ton of those films, but I'm telling you from what I've seen, I think he's going to be good to go as well. And certainly worth a shot at the number two pick. So exciting times. And this game was perfect for Jacksonville. They showed competency. It was an entertaining game to watch. They even led the game. So I think you have to be happy if you're Jacksonville that they showed what they showed, that the team actually does have pieces in place to move forward with, and that you're going to be okay. And one of the first steps towards that is that Shad Khan got rid of your GM. I'm not sure exactly how he held on so long in the first place, but he did. I mean, that's the most, that's one of the impressive things is he did hang on that long. Turns out that, you know, it wasn't a great situation, but you know what? Getting off of Dave Caldwell finally is a right, is a step in the right direction. And it's probably going to lead to the coach being gone too. I think you need a better situation going forward, especially in the drafting department. You know, there's been some draft picks and certainly there is a certain amount of talent on this team, but at the same time, I just don't like a lot of the football decisions that were made before that. And I need to see more growth and I need to see more around one of those two quarterbacks. We can't waste one of them on Jacksonville if they're not going to really put up their side of the bargain. Now, today, James Robinson certainly put up his side of the bargain. He operates pretty exclusively as the number one back for Jacksonville. And when Jacksonville is committed to running the ball the way they are and, and have been successful behind the line and behind James Robinson doing so, it's an exciting proposition because you know he's going to get the touches, he's going to get the carries, he's going to get the catches, whatever they are, he's involved. And a big reason why is because he absolutely has NFL talent. I love the way he's running the ball. This isn't a situation where he's just having to be force-fed to get 80 yards and a touchdown. No. He is putting extra yards into this offense. He is dragging people for touchdowns. He is doing all types of things that I love to see from running backs. You know, he's a little bit more old school running back than some of them, but when they're using him in in the way that they are, and he's able to catch the ball the way he has as well, it's an exciting proposition to have him featured. Now, the only problem I have in James is not for this season. I think you keep rolling him out there. They're going to have to keep trying to run the ball. And, you know, he's definitely paid off for you if you drafted him where you drafted him. I mean, best case scenario, you probably drafted him in the last couple of rounds when they when the news came out that he was going to be the starter. And even then, I don't think that we could have predicted a season like this. Probably going to have the best running back season for an undrafted free agent ever at this point. And I don't see Jacksonville stopping that at all. And the good news for him, while I don't recommend Mike Lennon as a fantasy quarterback outside of you have to have somebody in a two-quarterback league, he he could do that. Um, I don't see that being a situation where they can't move the ball and they can't convert third downs. Because when he's given time, he doesn't make all bad throws. He certainly has a certain amount of NFL juice Mike Lennon does. So while I'm not recommending him, it does look better overall for James Robinson in this one-game sample size. Now, there was a report that we don't know exactly how the quarterback position is going to go from week to week. They did come out and say this week that Mike Lennon is going to get the start again. And I'm interested in seeing that. 
while I don't think that he's an NFL starter, I do think he's a good NFL backup. So it wouldn't surprise me if he made himself a little bit of money today because he did make some throws, absolutely. And, you know, he, he kind of just took what the Cleveland defense gave him a bit. And so it wasn't as dynamic as you'd want it to be for a starter. And he did miss a couple of open throws that, you know, but, but I think he offers more juice than Luton does and probably more than GM three did at the time when he got taken out. So unless he's super healthy and right, I think they should probably leave it as is. Now they're probably not going to want to win these games, but like I said earlier, you know, it's not a situation where NFL teams really go for that. They don't really go out there to lose the game. That's not how NFL coaches are wired, even though that's how the system's set up for to reward that worst team. NFL teams just don't typically work like that. Now, Jacksonville, one win away from the first pick. The Jets always seem to screw everything up, so certainly they might win a game down the stretch and put that in jeopardy. But uh, it is going to be a race to the bottom for these two teams. But I'm excited about James Robinson still. All those things I just said and bringing it right back around to James Robinson didn't diminish my excitement for him and the way he looks on the field. Because like I said, I love when my running backs get the receiving yards and Glennon absolutely targeted James Robinson. So giddy up, go ahead and keep him going. I don't know that I'm thinking about any of the other Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, without DJ Chark in there, you know, it actually seemed like I liked Colin Johnson the most out of any of the receivers, uh, even though Keenan Cole looked just fine, even though LaViscus did LaViscus things. I'm a little disappointed in him overall as far as how he's looked in the NFL a bit, but it's his first year and he's had up and down quarterback play and everything else. So I'm going to give LaVisca a a pass because he was one of my favorite college players, you know, playing for Buffalo being featured and the like. So I hope somebody figures out how to use him, but it was interesting to see Colin Johnson out there. He didn't look like a stick figure like he looked before. And it was weird to see him not look like he was like a foot taller than everybody. I guess that's because he must have been playing Texas Tech when I saw him, and he must have been like a foot taller than anybody that we had. But at the same time, I liked the way he looked. He made catches. I think he should be on the field more. We'll see if they do that with DJ Chark back and with the other receivers, because I love DJ Chark. But I liked the way Colin Johnson looked, and it hurts me as a Texas Tech alumni to say that, but at the same time, can't deny it. Can't deny that he looked good. I just don't know that I'm going to be really targeting any of the receiving options for Jacksonville down the stretch, despite them probably going to have to throw the ball. They're two and 10 on running the ball and they're doing it too well on top of, you know, the up and down quarterback play. I just can't really get excited about any of it, but if you have Colin Johnson, maybe in a dynasty league, maybe it's a super, super deep situation where there's nobody and you have to have somebody. Maybe you take a shot because I like the way he looked. So if it gets deep, It is what it is, but I don't know that I'd be going there otherwise, despite the 96 yards, et cetera. Well, that's what I've got for this game. Like, listen, subscribe, and of course, the most important one of all, download. So go download. So go download. Let me know you're here. Take this information. Go win your leagues and have a great rest of your day.